My name is Elizabeth Anderson Tingi, and in this podcast, I hope to uplift and inspire you to experience adventure, explore womanhood, and cultivate growth. And I hope you get some giggles along the way. Welcome to the Love Always Elizabeth podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone. All right, so this episode is um, something that I have shared off and on throughout ever since having kids. Um, The theme or title is My Motherhood Journey So Far. There was a great article in the New York Times by Alexandra Sachs um, titled The Birth of a Mother. And she talks about many great things in that article, one of which is matrescence, which um, is something that someone coined, I think, in the 70s, 1970s. Um, matrescence basically means like the process of becoming a mother, um, emotionally, mentally, and physically. Um, she talks about how it's like puberty. Our hormones change, our bodies change, the chemicals shift in our brains. Um, but there is so much baggage, I don't know if that's the right word, um, with motherhood where we're not expected to change, like our bodies or our looks or, um, like our mood swings. Like it's, it's not looked upon as okay sometimes. Anyways, that's like another topic, but all in all, so many things change, but we also have so many um, pressures that we're living through. So anyway, I'm, I am going to just kind of just tell my story. And, um, I thought this would hopefully be good in that, um, I know that all women have such unique experiences and feelings. Um, but I feel like we also often have similar experiences as well. So hopefully sharing my experience can maybe help someone else not feel alone and feel like, um, I don't know, that if you have a similar situation or similar stories that you can relate and reach out if, if you have any questions or, or have, um, I don't know, just need some support or something. So yeah. So, all right. So I'm going to start with my first pregnancy, my first child, London, she turned seven recently. Um, so looking back, I, Garen and I got pregnant pretty fast. Um, and it was on purpose. We, I kind of felt like my whole life, um, I had wanted to become a mom and also been taught that that was like kind of what I was supposed to do. So, um, so I think because of both of those things, I was excited to start having kids right away. That was wonderful. However, I didn't really, um, start like a career or like, um, I don't know, like, uh, something that was for me, if that makes sense. When I was pregnant, I, um, finished school and, um, got my bachelor's and then I worked at a flower shop (laughs) as a florist and, and I loved that. It was a lot of fun. Um, while Garen was finishing up, I was also doing substitute teaching. So I was just doing kind of like jobs here and there. And then we moved, um, away from family, friends, 
to Texas for my husband's grad school. And, um, and moving is always hard. I've, I've moved a lot, as you might know if you listened to the second episode. So it wasn't, moving itself is not new to me. But I know that no matter what, moving anywhere new is hard. And so um, I think I was 20 weeks pregnant when we moved, 20 or 21 weeks. And um, luckily, we had like a connection when we got there. Someone that Garen knew from his high school that was like friends with his older sister. And that connection and that friendship was amazing. Um, Stephanie, Stephanie Johnson, if she's out there listening, she saved my life, honestly, um, moving there. We just became friends right away. Um, and we, and she was pregnant too. And so, and we were around the same time, do around the same time. So we, um, just kind of helped each other through not only pregnancy, but also postpartum and, um, and having our girls grow up. So that was really special. Um, but I, we moved there beginning of summer and I was due at the end of summer. So I had like three months in the extreme heat of Texas, being in my third trimester, first time being pregnant. And I feel like your first time being pregnant, everything is just really hard. I mean, I think pregnancy, I, for me, pregnancy is just really hard in general. Um, But especially that first time, because it was all new, right? And my body was changing, my hormones, chemicals in my brain, like everything was just insane. And I didn't realize it at the time, but I was depressed and um, had major anxiety. Um, And I didn't have anything to distract me because I couldn't find a job and at the time I didn't there at least there weren't a lot of like online jobs or like remote jobs that I at least knew of um that was a lot less common so I and nobody I didn't believe anyone wanted to like hire a pregnant woman who's gonna be leaving on maternity leave in like two months you know um so I just had a lot of time on my hands which was not good. Um, And I was just, like, all of my focus was on being pregnant. And um, so that was really hard. Um, Yeah, so I just share that (laughs) in case anyone else is going through a similar thing. Um, I see you. I feel you. It's tricky. So anyway, so I had London. um, And again, that, like... (laughs) And okay, so to me, so I am pregnant with my fourth right now. So I have three kids, a fourth on the way. I still, for me personally, that first pregnancy, birth, taking care of that first baby has been the hardest by far out of the rest. And I think it was just because it was the first time and I was figuring everything out, um, after giving birth, you bleed for a long time. You are sore. Um, learning to breastfeed is very tricky. Um, 
and very painful something it's something you have to learn right and um so you know all of that (laughs) plus you're not getting a lot of sleep my husband's in a very was in a very demanding master's program um so I I and I was home and so he tried to help but also I think I was just like you know like you have to have school tomorrow like I can sleep when she sleeps whatever like I'll take care of it and um looking back I I wish I had allowed him to help more he was very willing and also I think I just didn't know how he could help because I was trying to figure it out and I was breastfeeding and all that and he couldn't other pregnancies have been better we've kind of figured out a good balance but the first one is really hard so um anyway it was it was very hard I had a very very tough time (laughs) and at the same time I just was absolutely in love with my girl I just loved her and I love her still (laughs) I don't mean to put that in past tense love her so much and I loved being her mom um it was like that motherhood dream had come true and it was beautiful and wonderful and so fulfilling and at the same time it was horrible (laughs) and I hope I'm not the only one that felt this way I felt trapped it's hard when I didn't have anything else, you know. Um, I had friends that were very willing to help, but they also had their babies. Um, I didn't have family close by. Um, I didn't have a job. I just focused, like all of my focus was on that baby. And I think that just sucked <laughs> like life out of me when I couldn't give myself anything, you know. And I um, was extremely anxious and depressed. Um, I would wake up. I would have, you know, terrifying dreams of London dying somehow. And and I would just wake up breathing, like extremely heavy breathing, trying to get breath, (laughs) just like hyperventilating sometimes. Um... And that that anxious sleep plus the feedings at night meant I was not getting, like, any sleep. Um, And the sleep I was getting was not great. Um, And so, you know, it it was a vicious cycle. But, of course, like, of course, I... I was just doing my best, you know. I was loving London... And it was very hard at the same time. Um, I didn't realize I was depressed until about the eight or nine month mark. So it was a long time of um, a struggle. And at the same time, loving it. You know, it's a weird, weird dichotomy. Um, But I, I didn't realize I was depressed until I read like an online article about it. And I, I clearly remember rocking London in the rocking chair in her room with like pitch black um feeding her and like 
just reading things on my phone. I would try to read like articles or books or whatever, or look on Instagram or you know whatnot. And I was reading these articles and I came up on one with um, about postpartum depression and I read like the symptoms and things and I just remember like just breaking out in sobs <laughs> because I had every single symptom and I just all of a sudden like realized oh my gosh like I I am all of these things like I'm depressed I have postpartum depression and and I was scared out you know what does this mean what do I have to do and then of course in my depressive anxious state where you don't think clearly I immediately was terrified that they were going to take London from me. Like that was my initial thought. And of course, like someone thinking rationally, <laughs> like, you know, that's not going to happen. And, and well, I, I'm, unfortunately there are situations where that happens, but I think for the most part, um, I think it's called postpartum psychosis, but, um, when, when you do need to be, um, to just be taken away and have your own space to heal, which I 100% support. And I imagine that must be very scary and and um, a hard situation. So I'm definitely not waving that off. But um, I don't think I was at, well, I know I wasn't at that point, but I, I wasn't thinking clearly still. Um, and anyway, so I didn't even know like where to start. <laughs> like, what do I do? How do I help this? I remember sobbing to Garen, my husband, like, I have postpartum depression, like, I need help, I don't know what to do, and um, I think what happened was we called, like, my OB, and she had me come in, so I talked to her, and then I had to call, like, a therapist, and, because I wanted to, like, talk to someone, my OB said, like, I could take medication, and I wasn't against medication, but I wanted to talk to someone else first, so I first went to a therapist and then and of course you have to like wait forever <laughs> to like go on a waiting list and then meet with the therapist it took like months um and then she um was pretty good but she she also mentioned medication so I decided to try it and um I remember well the OB telling me that like hey like um, okay, here's like your prescription for the medication. Just so you know, like it takes a couple weeks for your body to like um, get used to it and like for it to like work to its full potential. So I was like, okay, like expecting, you know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna help for a couple weeks. Um, but I remember the first day I took that medication, it felt like a cloud lifted from my brain. It was so crazy. It was like I was seeing clearly, thinking clearly for the first time in a very long time. And um, so I, I'm very grateful for that <laughs> medication. I um, support anyone who wants to try it. Um, I know it's not for everyone, but I had a good experience with it with that first time. Um, so... <laughs> that was my experience with London. Um, and I focused a lot more on the hard things, but, um, there were so many beautiful 
things there that I remember and that I love and that I will cherish. Um, and I wanted to share those hard things in case there were someone else that could um, relate to as well. My second pregnancy with Eloise, um, she's two years apart from London. So London was still pretty little. She was not even, well, I guess she had just turned two when I had Eloise. Um, Eloise's pregnancy and postpartum was like night and day difference from London's. Um, I think part of that is I was continuing to take the medication, which I think helped a lot. Um, and it was my second pregnancy. And so I knew more what to expect. Same with postpartum. I gave myself a lot more grace. Um, I was just in a much better place mentally. Um, I was doing things that um, gave me purpose and that I enjoyed and that were for me. Like I was teaching high fitness and I was doing family photography and I was blogging a little here and there. Just things that I loved and enjoyed. And that was something separate, you know, that I could put my brain to use and um, that gave me, um, yeah, just more purpose and fulfillment, like just for me. And it also helped that Eloise was an incredible baby. <laughs> um, she has been my easiest baby so far. She slept amazingly well, which makes a huge difference as all of you mothers know. Um, she was just so sweet. She rarely cried. And so that made a huge difference as well. And also London, she was a very hard baby, but she was a great toddler. <laughs> so having London in that great toddler stage where she, um, she really was so great, like very rare to have like temper tantrums and, um, you know, usually would do what I asked her. And, and then Elias was this easy baby. It was just a like magical year, <laughs> um, with them. And so that was, that also helped a lot. <laughs> so, um, so that was great. I had a great experience. I loved it. It was just, and we were in a better place. We were in like a better living conditions, um, a better place with Garen's schooling. Like everything was just, um, was just better. Um, still hard, but just in a better place. Um, I also have this theory <laughs> that, and I have no scientific evidence to back this up, but I do feel like this is true for me. For some reason, each pregnancy has affected me hormonally different. So London, I felt like completely threw me out of whack, like just like pushed me off the side of the cliff. Eloise, I felt like it like brought me back a little bit um, to be in a better place. Bennett, however, my third pregnancy, my third baby, pushed me off the cliff again <laughs> And this fourth pregnancy, I'm doing much better. And so I don't know if it's just my body, like, seesaws, like, different, like, just, I don't know. It falls one way one time and then comes back the other way the second time. Another reason why this is probably our last baby, because I do not want to be pushed the other way again. <laughs> but um, anyway, that's my theory. Theory. 
This month's company highlight is Shine Cosmetics. Shine Cosmetics is a makeup company that is changing the way the beauty industry is marketing to women. They only use uplifting and powerful language to describe their products, like resilient. Their goal is to help women feel beautiful. Right now, they are doing a stocking stuffer sale for Christmas up until December 13th, where some of their items are 50% off, and they have a lot of bundles that are on sale and my code stacks on top of that sale. I love their BB cream. I love their contour sticks and their blush sticks. Seriously, their makeup is some of my favorite makeup I've ever owned. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. Use code ELIZABETHA10, that's ELIZABETHA10, for an additional 10% off the stocking stuffer sale. And, um, they're fantastic gifts for yourself, for friends. They have lip cases with lip gloss bundles. They have um, brushes that are on sale, holiday lip kits, eyeshadow palettes and brush kits. Um, lots of fun things on there. So go ahead and head to their website to check it out. And again, use code ELIZABETHA10 for an additional 10% off the sale items. Hope you're having a good time preparing for Christmas. I know I am. I know it's a crazy time, but definitely a fun option for you. Okay. So with Bennett, um, he was my third pregnancy. So again, yes, I, um, had another, uh, more difficult time with him. Let's see. I think also, I'm trying to remember, I did stop taking medication and I can't remember if it was before pregnancy or if it was after I had been it. I cannot remember. Um, but I did recognize with my medication, um, it was working, it was helping. And at the same time, I realized that like my highs weren't as high, like weren't as joyful as they could be. My lows weren't as low either. And so, um, like that helped, but then it, it took away from, from my joy. I felt like I noticed and, and I didn't want that. And so I decided to, to stop taking it and I haven't, um, taken it since actually, um, and just trying to find other ways to feel better, which has, um, worked so far. I mean, I have hard times here and there, but, um, but I haven't gone back to the medication since then. Um, that's just a side note there. Um, so pregnancy with Bennett was hard having young kids. You know what? I, I, I still stand by that first pregnancy and birth and baby years being the hardest. However, having three young kids is so hard. (laughs) Like so hard. Anyone out there doing that right now, I just tip my hat to you. Um, it is hard when you have three young kids. I think that is like the breaking point. (laughs) It's interesting because like being pregnant with my fourth, it's a little bit different because London is older and she's more independent. She can get more stuff. Same with Eloise. She's older. I really think that third baby, if you have them close together, I think is the hardest time ever (laughs) just because of the ages of the kids and, um, 
and going to three is hard anyway because you're no longer man-to-man defense you're now zone defense it's like lots of things change um so i i think (laughs) for me three was hard this pregnancy and birth and baby were really interesting um of course again like i love my children i've loved um i've loved being their mother and they really are like the world um to me and i would do anything for them at the same time it is a tricky balance being a mom and a well just a parent um trying to take care of your children especially little ones that like you literally have to do everything for like get a cup of water if they need water or you know change their diaper help them go take a nap help them get toys you know all those things you are literally doing everything for them um it is very hard to do things for yourself and I think during this time after having Bennett I was going through an interesting um time where I was coming to Um, kind of the realization of some of my beliefs that I had in my head and were like playing in my head um, that I had been taught growing up. I um, am part of a church and grew up in the same church that taught very strongly that like the woman, um, like women need to be mothers and that's like the most important thing and like the most fulfilling thing and um like um what's the word I don't know how else to describe it but um but yeah like that's your role in life (laughs) um and while I agree that like I would never trade motherhood for anything and I'm so grateful to be a mother at the same time I am a person and I you know need to do things that I'm interested in that I have talent in that I give me purpose that fulfill me um, that doesn't have to do with taking care of someone else and so I I really struggled and I also kind of became angry at all this teaching that I had Um, that I I felt like had kind of hoodwinked me a little bit of like that this was gonna be my end-all be-all that um, like this was the one thing that would bring me like that would bring joy in my life and when I was struggling with motherhood I struggled with those teachings and thinking like I I need other things and it's interesting because talking with lots of women lots of friends I would say and this has no scientific evidence <laughs> this is just me and my light research talking to other women nine out of ten women I would say need something else besides Um, motherhood to feel complete happiness and fulfillment and purpose 
I would say one out of 10 women are completely happy just staying home with the kids and, and being their mom, which is so wonderful. I'm so happy that that works for you. But I really think about nine, eight or nine out of 10 women um, need other things. And I think it's interesting because I think it's flipped. Like people believe and see like, oh, like I'll, I'm fine. I'll be fine just being home, being a mom. And I, and again, like, I think that's so wonderful if that works for you. However, I do feel like, and again, maybe this is just me, but I have talked to a lot of women and I do feel like many women feel the same is, um, that you need to use your brain and your talents in other ways to find purpose and fulfillment. So, um, I just feel like I have been trying to search for that. Um, well, I think we're all trying to find kind of our purpose in life and that's a lifetime journey. Um, but it is tricky being a mom with young kids and trying to find that outside of the home because you have to find childcare or some way for you to be able to get that time. And that is very hard. Um, but Throughout this time, I've, I've tried many different things. I did an internship. I um, worked online for some things and some people. And and that really helped me a lot. And it gave me um, just other things to work on, other women to talk to and look up to. And um, and yeah, I, I've loved all the experiences I've had so far. And I'm continuing to grow and have. I wanted to share a little bit about... Um, a little bit more about, I think I've really grown in my motherhood ever uh, since having Bennett. Well, I mean, obviously with all the kids, um, but I, yeah, I feel like I've really been purposeful and intentional about finding out more who I am, what I enjoy, what I want to do with my life, um, and that understanding and knowing that my kids, they need a mom who feels good and that is happy and they are not in charge of my happiness they can't they cannot have that responsibility of making me happy I have that responsibility of making me happy and so just finding um things that that do um and I think that can be so many things for many people I think even the simple act of doing crafts at night um, or getting a full-time job or a part-time job or reading books that you like to read, joining a book club, a paint club, you know, anything. It could be so many things. Um, I am excited, curious, and a little bit nervous to see how baby four, baby number four goes. Um, Again, so far, I do feel better hormonally and emotionally this pregnancy <laughs> um, than others, which has been awesome. Um, one of the best advice, pieces of advice I've gotten since having kids was from my Aunt Sally. She said, just with each kid, lower your expectations even more. <laughs> so 
I am lowering my expectations all the way down. I am with this baby. I am just planning on eating this baby up and just relaxing, not pushing pressure, putting pressure on myself or my family um, to any sort of perfectionism or anything at all. Um, We might not have any routines. Maybe we will. I don't know. (laughs) We'll see if that's helpful or not. Um, But I am just going to go along for the ride because I think this is our last and I want to enjoy um, the minutes that I have and I know that goes by really quick Um, so we're just going to enjoy it (laughs) Um, I feel like I can look back on my motherhood journey um, with a lot of fondness and smiles And with some ache, because I know the pain that it took to get here. Um, But I look back and I give myself total grace and total love. Um, I was a young, new mom trying my best to figure things out. And it's never been perfect, nor will it ever be. But now having done it for seven years, I can tell you that the hard times pass And the good times only get sweeter. I know I have a lot more to go and I have a lot more to learn. Um, And I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Okay. So I just wanted to add some things at the end. I wanted to talk a little bit more about the Birth of a Mother article by Alexandra Sachs. And then also um, talk a little bit more about postpartum depression symptoms and like what you can do to help Um, with that if anyone is um, experiencing that so um just some interesting things from the birth of a mother article from alexandra sachs Um, she talks a little bit about um, postpartum depression she says 10 to 15 percent of women experience postpartum depression and that it is hugely undiagnosed and under researched because i'm sure a lot of women have it but like don't mention it or aren't um, diagnosed with it um So yeah, really interesting numbers. Um, And that doesn't even include like the huge amount of difficulties of becoming a mother. Um, You know, you don't have to have postpartum depression to have a hard time. Um, It's really interesting too how she talks about like mothers and babies are watched incredibly closely for nine months. And then after the birth, the babies can continue to look after, which, you know, is great. But a mother is sent home, ripped open, still bleeding, incredibly sore, and just expected to patch herself back up while she learns to completely take care of a human being. I mean, no wonder it's freaking hard and women struggle. Um, I also thought of some ways to, that you can do to help with your motherhood journey, especially if you're having a hard time. Um, so these are just things that I've come up with and also like learned throughout the years and also read in places where I can't tell you where, (laughs) um, here we go. First one, recognize that the perfect mother that you fantasize about and you think you see on Instagram is not real. Um, what you see on Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok, anywhere, you see a highlight reel of people's life. So be kind to yourself. Um, I have been a mother for seven years (laughs) and I am eons from perfection and I will never reach it. 
and no one ever does, even though it may seem like it. I promise you the perfect mother does not exist. You are doing great. You are who your kids need and give yourself grace and love. Another thing um, that can help is checking in with yourself personally and um, asking yourself specific questions as well as having asking multiple loved ones check in on you and asking you specific questions. Um, I think this helps because I think it's hard when like a spouse might notice that you're depressed but also they're with you all the time and so I think sometimes it's hard to kind of pick up on um, but if you have other loved ones who visit or call and ask you specific questions to just make sure and see how you're doing that can really help so I also looked up some of these questions from the Mayo Clinic website um, symptoms of depression um, there's baby blues symptoms as well as postpartum depression symptoms um, so baby blues are a little bit different than postpartum um, baby blues from what I hear is just you know you're just sad I think is the word um, and but it's not quite as intense uh, from what I've heard as postpartum depression but still definitely something to mention to your OB or someone that can help you because um, you don't have to stay like this you can you can definitely get help and get better you do not have to do this alone okay um, so many people love you and want to help so um, here are symptoms of the baby blues that you can ask yourself if you're feeling or have someone else ask you and um, see how you're doing so for the baby blues there's mood swings anxiety sadness irritability feeling overwhelmed crying reduced concentration appetite problems and trouble sleeping um, so postpartum depression symptoms um, are a little bit more intense like I said and last longer um, my the Mayo Clinic says these may eventually interfere with your ability to care for your baby and handle other daily ta tasks um, symptoms usually develop within the first week first few weeks after giving birth but they may begin earlier during pregnancy like it did for me or later up to a year after birth so postpartum depression symptoms may include depressed mood or severe mood swings, crying too much, difficulty bonding with your baby, withdrawing from family and friends, loss of appetite or eating much more than usual, inability to sleep, called insomnia or sleeping too much, overwhelming tiredness or loss of energy, less interest and pleasure in activities you used to enjoy, intense irritability and anger, fear, that you're not a good mother, hopelessness, feelings of worthlessness, shame, guilt, or inadequacy, reduced ability to think clearly, concentrate, or make decisions, restlessness, severe anxiety, and panic attacks, thoughts of harming yourself or your baby, recurring thoughts of death or suicide. Um, so again, if you feel like you have some of those symptoms, um, I would suggest talking to your OB or finding a therapist you can talk to or a good friend or a spouse or a family member to just talk to and tell them how you're feeling 
and you can go from there. Um, but like I said, you got this. You're not broken. Um, there are many ways and many people that can help, and it's just a hard time. It's just hard. <laughs> Becoming a mom, taking care of babies is very, very hard. So you got this. Another uh, tip, I guess, I don't know, um, of something that um, can help you if you're having a hard time is find a community of support. Um, that can look like people you live close to, friends, um, or it can be people you don't live close to, um, like family, if you don't live close to family, just staying in touch with people on from the phone. It can be friends you meet at the gym from your church, um, people you meet at the park, me, or a book club. Um, it's just a lot better to talk things out out loud. <laughs> um, in Alexandra Sachs' article, she says, Knowing the causes of distress and feeling comfortable talking about them with others is critical to growing into a well-adjusted mother. So make sure you talk to people. Um, another tip that um, I want to add is find something else that is just for you to give you purpose. Um, and I mentioned some of these earlier, like if you do crafts at night, um, if you find a job, um, a book club or you know just something that lights you up um, gets you thinking about other things and um, gives you purpose that makes such a huge difference all right so those are kind of my tips and help with if you're having a hard time um, with um, becoming just I don't know on your motherhood journey <laughs> um, again I am so excited for this fourth baby to come um and just so grateful even though even though motherhood is so hard it is also so wonderful and again I didn't really focus on the wonderful parts this time but um but it is just life-changing and um I love my kids so fiercely I just they bring me so much joy and I'm so grateful for them. And I love when they get older <laughs> and can help take care of themselves. And I love talking to them and getting to know their fun, cute personalities. Um, so I hope that you are having a good experience through your motherhood journey. And it's okay if you're not right now, but make sure you look at my tips, find support, find community, find a purpose, um, and hopefully that can help. Um, but again, you're doing great. You're doing better than you think, and you've got this. All right, signing off for now. Love always. Bye.